Welcome to Habits You Love, a thought-provoking podcast about self-love, self-healing, and spiritual evolution. I'm Kayla Fazio, the host, and I take you on the journey of my own trauma healing and share real, raw, and authentic life situations. My mission is to expand your mind to what you think is possible for you and provoke thoughts of looking at your own healing you may need and help you discover the power you have within you to build healthy habits and create a life you love. If you haven't yet, click the follow button and leave a review. Also, check out my website, www.habitsyoulove.com, where you can find even more resources, healing practices, and support. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Habits You Love. It's been been a minute since the last episode, but a lot has been a lot has been going on in my life and our lives. So I have Tyler on with me today. We're going to have a good conversation for the podcast episode today, which is boundaries and then kind of just the energy that we allow into our space. So kind of the experiences we've had in the past, kind of how we were raised, kind of what we allowed into our life, what we didn't, and now how we are today. So do you want to kick it off with how you operate now? Is that how you've always operated? Some of the biggest differences in how I used to operate versus how I operate now would be, well, definitely I've had to find a routine and build a routine, but there are certain behaviors maybe that I was displaying in times at the past that I won't allow myself to do because I don't want to go back down those roads, whether it be masking pain through drugs or alcohol or being around other people that are that are drinking or smoking or masking their pain as well. Um, if you can be around other individuals that are clear-headed, clear-minded, and on the same wave of trying to better themselves, then yeah, I don't know, it's a lot easier to get to what you want with a group of people that are trying to get to where they, you know, Everybody's trying to get to a better level, a right. better version of themselves. So it sounds so, like you have better boundaries with yourself. Better boundaries with myself, but also surrounding myself with people that are like-minded. I mean, so were you like me where you're just like kind of anything goes back in the day where it was like, you didn't yeah, really, well, when just, something happened, you didn't know why things were happening or when, I don't know, the people you were around and the stuff that you got into, the trouble you got into, you're just like, oh, this is kind of like life. You know what I mean? As opposed to understanding why these things happen. And I think we have full control over, maybe not full control, but a lot of control over what we allow to happen in our lives. And that's obviously... Yeah, you think things happen to you, but actually... You know, stuff happens because of how you act or conduct yourself. Right. I know I was definitely bad about boundaries. I just personally never witnessed growing up boundaries being set. So I think that has to do with a lot of why people do or don't set boundaries is like witnessing what their parents do or their caretaker, whoever, whoever raised you. And I never saw my mom set boundaries with herself or with my dad or with us so it was never she never stood up for herself and was like nope like you're not gonna cross that line like I won't accept that she would let things happen and then her emotions or reactions were based on that thing happening (laughs) but like that could have definitely been prevented so So, like a punishment mm -hmm. sometimes she would just like well if you don't have boundaries then anything can get in your space like anything can get in your space people things 
things, um, bad experiences, events. Then she wouldn't like what was happening, but she also wouldn't take any steps to prevent it from happening, if that makes sense. When I say prevent, it's like you kind of put up like a shield or a wall against like, hey, I will not accept this into my life, you know? So, I mean, for me, it was like I never saw boundaries being set. So I didn't even know what boundaries were until like a couple years ago. Right. <laughs> you know, I was just floating through life with no standards, I guess is another definition you could say about boundaries you know there's no I had no standards it was like any standard would go (laughs) if it was low if it was high if it was like this negative person comes into my life or that like amazing person comes into my life it wasn't like a steady these are my standards and I'm not going below them I never had that until till just recently and like I can like now I can feel when my energy is being sucked out of me. You know what I mean? Being around certain people, doing certain things, being in certain environments, I'm like, wow, I can feel the emotional drainage (laughs) right now, like escaping me. And so I think that's because I set those boundaries and those standards. So now I know I have my limit. I had like the the bound. So it's crossing your boundaries sometimes. It's crossing my, yeah, it's crossing my boundaries. Yeah, I try to operate from a different place than that. Oh, okay. Well, do tell. I just try to operate from a place of abundance where these people might have these negative thoughts or actions or whatever it is, but I have so much good and I'm so fulfilled within me. I just have an abundance of everything I've ever wanted or needed, so it's... I try not to let them suck the energy out of me. I try to give them energy, if anything. You know what I mean? So try not to see something as depleting your energy, but maybe you have something that they need so try to set a good example or try to give them a little piece of your positive pie that you have you know I mean not to say that things don't get me down or things don't bother me but yeah well that's no that's good I think both ways can work I think it could be these are my boundaries and you're impeding on them so I'm gonna walk away or this might not feel good but I feel so good in myself that I'm gonna give this person something that they need because clearly they don't have it. Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So do you have an example of that? One thing that kind of like sticks out in my mind, I don't know why I think about this, but I was telling my friend Steven, uh, a guy came into the bar one time, I pour a, a draft beer and you know, there's like a couple millimeters that is short, you know, and he, I set the beer down in front of him. He says, are you serious with that pour? And I just, I couldn't help. I started laughing because I am so full. And so I had my workout that morning. I hit the heavy bag. I killed it. I'm feeling great. I'm floating around. I'm, I'm on cloud nine because, you know, I'm, I'm full. And so he is complaining that that cup, the foam came down a little bit and it's not completely full. Mm-hmm. And I laugh and I pick up the cup and I just fill it right back up to the top and set it in front of him. And I couldn't help but chuckle because he's so, it, it got to him that mm-hmm. it's not completely full. It's like bothered him. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to offend him. That's not what I'm trying to do. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm just in a hurry. There's a bunch of people around, but I didn't let it get to me. If anything, I thought it was kind of yeah. entertaining because there's some something going on in him where he wants to be the alpha or he wants to be the patron where he's in charge and that's okay but you know I don't let it get to me yeah so why do you think people are like that why do you think people react so negatively to everything uh we're so we have things so easy for us everything is too easy for us we don't have to work for anything you literally if you're hungry you drive through a drive-thru and get food and stuff it in your Mm -hmm. face like Mm -hmm. 
You don't catch your food. You mm-hmm. don't go get it. You're not striving to work to feed your face. Like mm-hmm. it, things are too simple, too too easy. Maybe mm-hmm. not simple, but they're too there for us. If you want to complain, it's too easy. Too many people are willing to listen. The sad truth is on the other side of the world where the communications aren't like that. There's people that are hungry, that are surviving, that are fighting for tiny pieces of land. And, you know, we're over here complaining about the small, small things. About two millimeters of a beer. Or whatever whatever (laughs) it is. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely true. All the technology that is coming out and all the services or whatever is like just making people more lazy. Like I just saw on the on the I don't know where it was I guess it was a commercial although I don't even know how I would see a commercial maybe I don't anyways it was like Walmart will now not only pick out your groceries not only deliver your groceries they will put your groceries up for you now like in your cabinet yes in your house they will now go in your house they have somebody that comes in and does yes that. and put and that's like it's now a service that they offer that someone so can go into your be, house and put okay. away your groceries this will be okay until it isn't <laughs> until there is an instance where something happens yeah for sure that's i can't even anyways but yeah i think you're right i think we just have everything at our fingertips everything at our disposal super quick super fast and yeah you're right it's like no one's appreciative no one's grateful and we have we're we can just complain so much easier i was thinking about like my boundaries as a child when i was being raised in yukon oklahoma which is a suburb of oklahoma city about 25 30,000 people so not a big city but not a tiny town you know when i was younger my parents would say don't go past the stop sign or whatnot and we lived in a cul-de-sac so tons of kids playing a lot of kids in the neighborhood but eventually like probably i don't know third fourth grade of course i would go venture past the stop sign and then that became riding bikes to the neighborhood over and then by middle school i was all over the town skateboarding from you know sun up to sundown literally all over the town and though those boundaries were kind of set and maybe I broke them a little bit it's like uh, my mom and my dad definitely always allowed me to make mistakes and kind of be who I was and was there for me after I made those mistakes and wasn't like criticizing me for you know he he guided me maybe not like down the perfect path but allowed me to make those mistakes and then I got to choose okay well that's not good for me so right yeah it was I saw a lot of pain parents maybe in sports that were pushing their kids really hard in sports because they wanted their kids to be good and which everybody can raise their kids however they want that's up to them that's none of my business but with me and my family it was like my dad was always supportive my mom was always supportive they didn't push me really hard they just allowed me to do that if I wanted to do that but some kids I think that were being pushed it kind of turned them off a little bit totally you know what I mean so that reminds me of my good friend I grew up with his name was Kyle and he is a tattoo artist there in town and his parents were very strict growing up and I remember his dad rolling up on us when we would be skateboarding about town and none of us had a helmet on but Kyle was supposed to wear a helmet and wasn't wearing a helmet boom dad rolls up two weeks you're grounded you know Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. same yeah and then you know so now that kid is a tattoo artist with tattoos and gauges all over his parents probably think he's gone crazy but (laughs) he's an amazing artist and a very talented person i will say that about you is you you have 
a very open mind, which is good. You don't judge, which is good. But yeah, I, I, I mean, it's all about how you were raised. You know, like you said, way. like you said, it's it is about how you're raised, but being conscious of how you were raised and knowing that you're able to unlearn those things or change or it's not set in stone the way you think oh my gosh no okay so you can change the way you think if you really want to yeah that just brings me back to my whole family dynamic of like i am really the only one that does what i do that i'm i mean i'm pretty sure there might be one other person in my family that does it that i know of like things the way i do but i have taken that upon myself to learn how to do that like you said unlearn all the things that i grew up thinking and believing and seeing and witnessing but that just comes with time and that comes with a lot of experience and that comes with good things happening bad things happening and then being like kind of just picking which category that you want to put your life in and i'm like i don't i want to put my life in like the good category where i'm in control and my thoughts aren't controlling my life that started with setting boundaries that didn't happen until i went through my like healing process and like healed my trauma and unlearned all the things and then when I raised my level of self-worth then I was like all right now the access to me is going to be limited it's going to take when did you raise that level of self-worth do you think 2020 yeah yeah fairly recently yeah after I moved to moved out of California when I moved Mm -hmm. out of California even though I had no car and I had Mm -hmm. No money, and I just had my dog and two suitcases, and I moved. It doesn't matter what you have; like it just (laughs) sometimes you can have nothing in your bank account, nothing, and feel better than ever than having all of it at once. It just depends where you're at and how you're feeling. So yeah, I mean, I said that in my podcast. It was like I left with the most valuable thing you can have, and that's like your emotional (laughs) awareness and dignity. and your dignity and I was like I am no longer available for this situation Mm -hmm. I'm leaving I don't care what it takes but like I just know I just knew getting out of that space because it was so toxic and so negative and so much struggle that I was like I just need a better space to operate I just need to pick myself up and move somewhere else and like have a clear wake up and be like I don't have any toxicity in my life from something you were running to something um were you running from something no i wasn't running i was running to something i was running to something yeah yeah when i moved to florida yeah i think someone in my family was like are you running from something are you running to something i was like Mm -hmm. i'm not running from anything i've done everything you can do in oklahoma Mm -hmm. i did it yeah i did it (laughs) i planned my my escape Mm -hmm. from that place for over 12 months like ready (laughs) to leave you know so i had it in my mind i'm out of here for over a year yeah because you knew what was on the other side because i had spent a lot of time here i spent a lot of time on the beach you know i felt like this was a little sanctuary a little place where i could come really get right with myself and that's what i did i spent a lot of time with myself and being outside and in nature and i think that's the best thing for healing is is meditating inward thought that's where it all starts for sure have you lost any friends in this process of like kind of growing up and setting boundaries or whatever <laughs> what? yeah oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why is he smiling so hard i don't know <laughs> you lost friend, like lost friends or you like outgrew them or i think there's a difference between losing and outgrowing i think the dynamic between 
guys' relationships and girls' relationships are a little bit different, but I think as a young man, you know, I had a lot of friends, a lot of guys, but my hobbies have changed. My time is dedicated in different places, and so sometimes those people that are doing different things that I'm not into, I'm not spending time with them, so yeah. Maybe not lost friends, but I've lost spending time doing those old things that I used to do. Yeah. So... Which is your boundaries. It's like, hey, you're still my friend and I still love you, but, like, I'm not going to partake in that. So, love you from afar, pretty much. Basically, if you're not doing art, if we're not hanging out doing art or working out or doing fitness... (laughs) <laughs> or you're ta- alone. <laughs> or, or we're talking about, well, I'm just saying with people in general, if I'm not with you working out, if I'm not, we're not playing disc golf or outside or at the beach, if we're not doing something, some physical activity or talking about our books or whatever, then yeah. I'm, we probably don't have a tight relationship. Yeah, that's good. What do you think makes people stay in that kind of stuff, you know, the self-sabotage mm-hmm. and, and all that and then what do you think makes people outgrow it oh that's a good question you gotta get, you get tired of yourself I got tired of myself I got literally tired of myself and I think that's a lot of I hear a lot of like guys I'll compliment like guys if they have a good physique or they have like good aura and I'm like man hey you're looking good today or you know just because People hear it need to hear it, no matter what it is. If you got a good aura or a good smile, mm-hmm. like it's nice to hear that every now and again from a stranger. But anyways, I, I talked to this dude at, at work one time. He was jacked, and I said, "Man, you're you know you're huge." He said, "Man, let me show you a picture of what I used to look like." And he was huge. And he said, "This is the story I was telling you." He said he got in a fight at Disney World or Dis- whatever mm-hmm. with his best friend. He was drunk, right? He was drunk yeah. and he was with his wife and little girl. And he said he just got in a fight with his best friend and acted like an idiot. And he said he woke. This is some random guy that I, I met. Um, and he said that he woke up the next day and just felt like crap and couldn't believe how he acted. So he said he took a picture of himself in the mirror. He got that printed out, and he just hung it up, and he said, I never went back for five Mm. years. I just said, I'm going to the gym. I'm changing my life. Mm. I shouldn't treat my family like that. I shouldn't treat... And sometimes it takes, like, a big accident Mm. or a big Mm -hmm. wake-up call, but sometimes it just takes a... a, I don't want to feel like this, you know? And I felt... I was telling you, felt so bad one day, this was years ago, that... I just took off outside and had to sprint. Like, I didn't know what else to do. I just had all this energy inside of me. And so I just took off sprinting. And after I sprinted, I felt so much better. I Mm -hmm. could, like, calm down a little bit and think. And I think sometimes if you go, you have all that stuff inside of you, you got to exert some energy. Yeah. And once you exert some energy, you can relax and you can think a little bit more clearly instead of having all that in your head. I really do think it takes being at your rock bottom. Like, I, I you know, people don't want to get at the rock bottoms and they try to avoid that pain or they try to avoid that feeling. But honestly, that's the best place <laughs> you could ever get to. Honestly, that's when real transformation uh, comes, you know. That's where... That's what happened to me in my in 2020 January 2020 was my rock bottom and I was like I don't want to live like this anymore. So everything I was doing was not working. So if everything you're doing is not working, you just have to start doing the complete opposite of what you're doing. If you're not working out, start working out. If you're not doing affirmations, start doing affirmations. If you're not reading, start reading like everything you do should reflect the exact opposite. And let's start with this. Um a lot of people are going to tell you well 
I'm not as in good shape as you guys. Like I can't do that. Like I can't. I can't even run. I can't do this. Like that's what I hear from people all the time. I I can't. Like I can't. I can't. I, I, I can't. Stop. I won't. I can't. I'm, I'm not. Stop right there and say no. Okay. Well, well, let's break it down. Let's break it down all the way down to. The, we need to get as primal as possible. <laughs> and and you said when you were leaving California, you didn't have anything. Yeah, you were as primal as possible right then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, have, you were stripped down to the basics. And sometimes when you are stripped down to the basics of nothing then you can really focus on what's actually important. And what's actually important is what you can control within these boundaries of yourself. You know what I mean? Whether it's a few feet or yourself, your flexibility, your mind, all those things. Totally. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I like that primal. Yeah, you're right. Just being completely at square one. Like you literally have a blank slate to build upon, like a better foundation to build upon, which is what I try to teach my clients. It's like we got to get that foundation strong because... Right now, it's not strong, and you can't build anything that's not strong. You wouldn't start building a pyramid from the top down. (laughs) You build a pyramid from the base up. I think for me, I didn't really lose any friends, and I still love all the people that I've been in my life for a long time. You have a lot of friends, a lot of people that care about you. Yeah. um, I mean, there's been those people that come into your life very briefly, and then it's like you have, I don't know, for me, and it was like my college years where obviously you party all the time, and it's like you find those friends that party all the time, Mm -hmm. and then now they're not in my life anymore, obviously, just growing up. (laughs) But But a lot of people don't grow up, so I just like wonder what that is. Like, what is the difference between someone that can both go through the same things, and one goes this way, and goes that way just being able to come up with a plan stick to a plan and not fall victim to your vices everybody falls victim to their vices i don't care who you are if you're you're a rich ceo you might not be doing the best in your relationship because you might have you know loyalty issues um you might have a gambling problem you might have an opiate addiction it's hard to have it all straight the better routine you have and you have your day planned out then you don't have time to go from the course you don't have time to steer away from what it is you already have going on because that's just going to slow you down from your end goal so all these people that are that are staying high or drunk all the time that are self-sabotaging that are having affairs or or whatever it is is they're just keeping themselves from their end goal whatever that is they feel like they're not worthy of it i'm trying to like explain this how it's in my mind but i feel like all the areas of my life, like like the five pillars of your life, like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, are like all... There's not one that's like radically higher than the other. Mm-hmm. Like they might all kind of be small right now, but they're all like very well maintained, right. <laughs> if that makes sense. Right. Like I'm not like super injured, but I'm not super rich. You know, they're all like pretty balanced. Yeah. If you were looking well, at them, good. they're all balanced. And although they could all keep raising and keep raising, like... Well, they will as time. Right, exactly. Time so I just look at that as like, I kind of maintain all of them like the same, you know, as opposed to like only striving for one thing super hardcore, whereas so the other things, you know, get mm-hmm. neglected. What are your boundaries when it comes to food and your diet, whatever you're eating? Um... That's changed a little bit. I would say I used to have better boundaries, but it was more strict. So I would say I have looser boundaries. 
I'm not as strict as I used to be, which I think is a little bit better. As far as food, like I know what works for my body. I know what makes me feel like crap (laughs) and I know what makes me feel good. So I would say my boundaries are like I do good most of the time, but then I let myself indulge like just a little bit. But I would say like the main structure, the foundation of what I eat is like really healthy. And then it's like, ooh, there's some something in the fridge that I want to snack on. Or like if I'm out, out and about driving, I'll go grab something off the cuff that I wouldn't normally have. You know what I mean? But it's it's the foundation and the basis every single day is the same. It's the same thing for breakfast. I have at least one or two protein shakes a day. I have a healthy lunch. I would say where I fall off the most <laughs> is probably dinner because I don't, I personally don't like to cook dinner mm-hmm. and I don't like to reheat dinner either. <laughs> Usually <laughs> so, whatever is that time. I don't know. Yeah. Salad but, or. Yeah. So, or just like another protein shake, honestly. Yeah. But if you work on boundaries in any area of your life, you'll start to create boundaries in every area of exactly. your life. So that's the how you do one thing is yeah, how you do exactly. everything. So. so I would say, yes, like when I was, when 2014 to 15, maybe a little bit 16, I was like the most structured person ever. It was like nothing was off point. It was workouts are on point, diet is on point, but you know, I was measuring my food and I was eating it cold and I was preparing it for the week, like, you know, in each container, lunch and dinner, you know, so it look at as if like, oh, that's not living. So So like, which one's correct, you know? you've loosened your boundaries. I've loosened them, but I still definitely have them. Not just anything goes with my food. You're very consistent. I'm consistent. Yeah. But I could be better. I tend to splurge, but you splurge and you have um, you have more abs after you splurge so (laughs) yes it is i stay on that bosu ball (laughs) i keep those abs flex for at least an hour a day yes you work out very hard but yeah you never change i work out harder than anybody (laughs) and if you and if you work out harder than me then come work out with me and i'll Mm. make sure that i work out harder (laughs) or i'll at least keep up so Setting boundaries and protecting your energy no matter who it is. Because I think that's really hard because there's obviously people in our lives that we feel Mm. obligated to always have access to us no matter what. And I have learned that, ooh, that can be a bad thing sometimes. And But kind of like you at the beginning where you're like, well, I want to give them what I have. You kind of chip away at your energy to give someone else some of you, you know? You should operate from an abundance. Huh? You should have so much energy that they're not taking anything. <laughs> the first rule of thermodynamics is energy cannot be created nor destroyed, only transferred. So nice. they're not creating or destroying, they're just borrowing and it's eventually going to come back somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, that's so, so true. Yeah. But I mean, is there a certain... I don't know. So what do you do? You're really good about family, I will say. So you're really good about family. That's hard. What is your yeah. thoughts on family and boundaries? Man. We did PSA. I'm <laughs> not trying to piss anyone off either. No, it's so hard because, okay, this is what I was telling my sister. It's a gift and a curse type thing. If you have a ton of family members, it's amazing. It's a beautiful blessing to have a big family because you have all those people for love and support. But that also, on the flip side of that, means you have so many people to look after or care about that if something happens to one of them, you know, your heart's going to be broken. But so it's a gift and a curse like Mm. to have a big beautiful family is like one of the most 
probably greatest things you could do in life but you're not ever going to be disappointed unless you really love someone or something disappointment only comes from things that you care about so the more things that you have Mm -hmm. or people around that you care about the more chances you have of being hurt that comes back to being primal the less you have the less you have to give up type stuff so it's a beautiful thing it's a double-edged sword you know it's the most yeah. beautiful thing, but also the most precious thing. What you just said reminded me of, you know, being so primal is like trying not to attach yourself so much to something. Like you're um, surrendering and you're letting go and you're being so detached, even though it's hard, but it's like when good things happen, when bad things happen, you can't put all of yourself into it, like your emotions and your feelings and your identity or whatever. Yeah. So it's it's hard because it's, yeah, it's like you want to love. Like I even remember Granny saying about Berkeley, like when I was living with her and I had Berkeley and obviously I'm obsessed with Berkeley and I'm just all over him, like loving on him all the mm-hmm. time. And she was like, you're going to be real disappointed when that dog dies. And oh, you know gosh. what I mean? And I was like, Granny. I know. Or she said something of the sort, like something like yeah. I shouldn't be so emotionally attached to him yeah. um, because I'll, I'll just get disappointed. I can understand. I can understand and yeah. see where she's coming from. But, but on like, the flip side, let's 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 reverse the situation. <laughs> let's say she has a little tiny dog she's had forever, and that is just her pride and joy. And let's say you say the same words to her. Granny, better not be getting too attached to that dog. It's going to die now. You know, she'd be like, well, Kayla. So she would feel the same way. But she just doesn't have that connection yeah. with the dog that you have. So it's okay that she thinks that way, but you guys just have different opinions yeah. about something. But <laughs> it is a little more of <laughs> But yeah. then, with this, but then you waste all that love if you don't give it out. That is like the best thing you can do in this life is is really let go and love something. Right, exactly. Life. Like love hard, but like don't get so attached because, like you said, you will get disappointed yeah. at some point. Yeah, of course. So. But you have to, if you understand that and you know that the flip side of loving this is the potential to hurt. Yeah, exactly. Then that's okay. It's just that's how it is that's life would you say that you take chances and risks knowing you could potentially get hurt or do you try to stay away from hurt oh yeah (laughs) no for sure of course i've been hurt before though so i'm tough (laughs) so that's why you gotta pull like do the david goggins and just callous your mind and be ready for the hurt yeah so that when it happens you're prepared as much as possible yeah because you know it's coming what did i say the other day i was like why do humans have to have emotions it's so hard honestly like why can't we all just be emotionless mm. <laughs> but then it goes back to what i just said of like well, that's the same thing you're wasting as, love that's the same thing as because that would be the same question as saying why are we all mortal and not immortal and why don't we live forever because if we live forever then what's the beauty in that so if you're immortal and have no emotions what a, that's a boring life <laughs> A long, boring life. Yeah. Well, you couldn't have both. I guess you wouldn't call it life. You would just call it... You could actually... Whenever you were born, you could choose. Do you want to live forever? Wait, what would it be? Are you really born if you live forever? (laughs) Because what is life if there is no death? (laughs) Okay, wait. Hear me out. Hear me out. If you could choose... Okay, you'll live forever, but you have emotions... Or you will die, but you won't have emotions. What would you choose? What? That doesn't (laughs) even make any sense. Yes, it does. You can live forever with emotions. Yes. Or die with no emotion. Yeah. 
So you go through life knowing you'll never get hurt, you'll never be disappointed. Yeah, that's stupid. I'd rather live forever with emotion. Wait, then I said it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, wait. So <laughs> I'm getting the best of both worlds. No, because if you live about... forever, you'll experience hurt. All You'll experience hurt. Yeah, but I live forever, so I know it's coming. Okay, so if you could... Wait, so let me do it the other way. You will live forever with no emotion, or you'll die with emotion, which is obviously what we currently have. Yeah. So which one would you choose? I guess the latter of the two. You would still choose to die with emotion? Yeah. Okay, so you would always ha- choose to have emotion. Yeah. Okay. He's an emotional creature. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wiping his tears away right now. So going back to, I kind of, I really liked what you said actually about energy and how it's only transferred, whatever you said. Uh, the Yeah, thermodynamics. Energy is not created nor destroyed, only transferred. Right. So it, so that kind of translates into kind of what you put out in the world is what you get back. So the energy that you put out is reflected back to you. And obviously, like, I mean, I have so many stories of that. And just recently talking with Granny again, she was just saying, like, Granny is just such a positive light that, like, people come up to her all the time and, like, say how beautiful she is. Or, you know, just they just, like, smile at her. I don't know. It's just the craziest thing. But it's because of the energy she puts out. So I just want to remind everyone, if you're not happy with what you're getting in or what people are doing to you or the jobs you have, opportunities you have or whatever, you have to look at what you are putting out into the world. So, yeah, it just reminded me of a story. I was in Texas for a music festival probably, I guess it was over 10 years ago with several friends from Oklahoma. We had several different cars down there, big group of people. And this was probably a short time after one of my good friends, Jacob Selby, had passed away. Uh, He was only like 22 at the time, so I was probably 21. And we were at this music festival in Texas, and I had probably, before I went down there, I had, this is when you would uh, burn CDs, and I had like 10 of his CDs burned, and I was just going to pass them out and put them on these cars. So it was after the festival, and I, I passed out the nine other CDs and put them on the windshield wipers of some cars just so people would have some music to listen to when they're leaving. And uh, I get a message from this girl Tara and she's like dude did you mean to put Jacob's CD on my car and I said what do you mean and she's like dude you put one of Jacob's CDs on my uh, windshield wiper and I put it in and she's like me and Trevor like cruising out of here and we're listening to Jacob well Tara is actually the girl that was dating Jacob at the time it was just really random there was only nine CDs and one of them I happened to put on his girlfriend's car and you so, didn't know it was her car? I didn't know it was her car. Mm. No, they were driving her friend Trevor's Tahoe. or So I didn't know. And uh, she's like, dude, what a wild thing to be leaving here and hearing his voice. And it was kind of, uh, you know, really coincidence that that's mm-hmm. what you want to call it. But so yeah. that's a pretty neat, neat thing. I, I don't, yeah, I don't really have a, I can't think of a specific story like that. But I mean, I just look back at the times in my life when I when I was the most depressed and it's because I was just not giving anything out or I was keeping everything to myself and I was saying woe is me and I'm a victim and I'm going to sit in my house all day and hopefully someone comes knocking on my door with an opportunity or something to make me happy or you know what I mean so So you weren't exerting any effort or energy into put no achieving anything right or 
helping anyone or loving anyone yeah. or sometimes i found that i feel when i first moved to florida and i didn't have a lot of friends or people here some of the best feelings would be to write my friends back home a postcard yeah. and send them a postcard and though that it's nothing you know i enjoy yeah, writing i right. enjoy finding a cool yeah looking postcard or whatever <laughs> and i enjoy my friends receiving something in the mail because yeah. i love i love getting things in the mail so yeah anyways so it makes me feel good yeah so then when you feel good then you like it all goes back to your actions trickle back to your belief so your belief reflects your thoughts your thoughts reflect your feelings your feelings reflect your actions so that was good yeah so it was like if you're not putting in any action you have to go back and look at like the beliefs you have about yourself about your life your story whatever and you have to start to change the beliefs so then those beliefs will change your thoughts Mm -hmm. then when you think better you feel better and then you just put better energy out into the world that's really all the world needs is just better energy (laughs) i think for me how that relates is believing in my art when i don't when i have self-doubt then i'm more clouded but Mm -hmm. when i'm more confident or feeling good like the other day when i came off my workout put my headphones in just smash it out for three or four hours and ride that wave of mm-hmm. being confident and feeling good it turns out way quicker way way better yeah and if i was down in the dump sometimes it'd take me a while or yeah for sure i mean i can say this about the podcast i haven't really been into it in the last couple of weeks but now i'm putting in the action because i know by putting in the action it creates momentum so then yeah. i feel good about recording this and i feel good about editing it then, ha- then i feel good about yeah, yeah releasing it then I feel good about talking you know what I mean so just like creates this momentum but it starts with the action but it also starts with the belief behind the action like why do I why am I doing this why am I saying these words why did I buy this equipment why you know what I mean so like it always goes back to my mission of my mission is to help as many people as possible understand a self-healing journey start a self-healing journey know how to navigate a self-healing journey know what things will come up during a self-healing journey but just knowing that it's like so worth it to just to just go through it so that's the belief so we're here to to the action which is this podcast to me um just a little tidbit of advice people want to know what to do or how to invest i always tell like i told my one of my good friends he's like oh i got some money now so how do i invest how do i do this well guess what invest in yourself Mm -hmm. that is the number one thing you can do don't go trusting somebody else to do something with your money take that money look at whatever it is that you are good at are you a good drummer are you a good author are you a good find someone that needs your service find someone that could use your help but also take that money and put it into what you like to do whether it's your art whether it's your drums whether it's your microphone and do that though you may not be a great producer right now that doesn't matter the fact that you have a system in order to make your beats or make your whatever it is you have a beginning a middle an end stage that's it that's that's what you're looking for having a process to create something is important yeah all right well on that note i am going to put a plug for my new course that just launched it's actually called million dollar body mindset emphasis on the mindset um obviously i've been a health and nutrition coach for over seven years and i have seen all the struggles and obstacles that women go through when it comes to trying to get the whether it's body confidence or the self-love or whatever you want to call it i think it obviously the physical is the most practical thing that you can work on um and it's the first thing you see in the morning obviously you see your yourself first thing and if you're not happy with yourself first thing in the morning chances are you're just going to keep finding things that you're not 
not happy with throughout the day. So I have a new course and it is a six module roadmap to kind of like my process of clearing out negative beliefs about, you know, all the stories that we tell ourselves growing up about our appearance, our image, our self-worth, and how it relates to our current reality of what we are living with now. So if you find yourself stumbling over your health goals, you can never meet your health goals, you can never get in shape, you give up, you start, you yo-yo, whatever the case may be. It's because, like I said, we have to start with stripping everything down and building that solid foundation and we build upon from there. So we cannot operate from like a clogged mind. Like people always say like you can't operate from an empty cup. And honestly, I don't know. I kind of go against that. I say your space should be so unclogged or like or clear like, that you're able to take on the right exactly yeah, exactly so sense. i don't like when people say you can't operate from an empty place i'm like you, actually you, you actually, need to it's like if you're a sponge and it's full exactly you can't you gotta really rinse fill it, it up anymore so you exactly. gotta squeeze it out or a cup that. or yeah. you know it makes sense so i always like to say we start with like unclogging our minds clearing out our health past, all of our limiting beliefs, the stories we've been telling ourselves that aren't true, we start to create new stories and we build upon those stories. And then with the practical information I give you about food and how it's medicine for our bodies and all that, that is whenever real, sustainable, attainable transformation can occur. So that is my new course. I will link it in the show notes and feel free to check it out. I also have um, over an hour's worth of training with that course too. So if you want to watch the training first and then decide and then go look at the sales page for the course. So that is a wrap on this episode. Thanks for my lovely co-hosts for joining me. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. I enjoyed it. Bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.